Greetings to everyone joining us for a new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and with me our basketball expert Diogo Valente. Hi André, hi guys. Hope everything is okay with y'all. We are here for another episode of the European Hoops podcast. Hopefully you guys stay with us and tune in for the rest of our episodes. André, let us know man, what are we talking about today? Today we will go over all the action of the last day of the FIBA World Cup round one. Are you ready to get into it? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, group stage is now done, so let's get into it. Let's see who advances and who doesn't. It was a kind of a, a good day. I didn't expect some of the games to be as close as they were, so I'm pretty excited. Let's go. Beauty of the FIBA basketball is that we never <laughs> quite know what to expect, and there is always very good competition, even when we assume that the team should be able to blow out another one. We always have good games, and we had some of those today. Let's start today with Group B in a game between Serbia and South Sudan. Serbian bigs, uh, their size and their strength were too much for South Sudan to overcome. We know that they struggle with that. Bogdanovic and the Serbian guards were able to break apart South Sudan's defense and uh, they were able to feed their bigs inside where they had a massive advantage. This was one of the factors for Serbia to achieve this 115-86 to win and ensure that they move undefeated into the top 16. While for South Sudan, Kakuhul and Umut were the best with 21 and 17 points respectively. For the winner, the trio of Bogdanovic, Jovic and uh, Milotinov dominated and combined for 65 points with Bogdanovic having 9 assists and Milotinov 10 rebounds. I will give you the floor by saying that South Sudan team and fans have reasons to be proud They had a very strong start to the competition, failing only in overtime against Puerto Rico. They beat China by 20 points, placing themselves in a position to aspire to reach the top 16. And more importantly, they are in the fight for this African Olympic slot. And I believe you agree with me that uh, they have reasons to be proud on their debut in the World Cup. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think they, they've put up a good product on the floor. They, they were close. To, to advancing that overtime game against Puerto Rico was a hell of a game. And they've been playing good basketball. And I do agree they have a chance at the Olympic slot. Uh, as far as this game goes, uh, Serbia just keeps being dominant uh, like they were in this whole group phase. They, they move the ball extremely well. And they have bigs who can dominate the boards. And that was the case today. So they played a very good game. And they didn't give South Sudan a chance like from the start. So it's pretty cool to see Serbia being able to be dominant from start to finish. And uh, I think they are one of the sleeper teams to, to the next phase. You are speaking about Serbia being dominant and my head goes right away to their matchup with Dominican Republic that is likely to decide who will win the next stage group. And that is a big deal because it will mean likely to avoid United States in the quarterfinals, giving to one of those teams. And Italy certainly will try to be on that mix as well. A very good chance to... Um, to reach a medal game and that is a very big deal because the European Olympic slot is also in dispute and we will get to all of that we will be releasing an episode few hours after you guys listen to this one where we will preview all the top 16 fights but that is certainly something that is on everybody's mind the, this uh, group E that we will have on the, the next round that will have Serbia, Italy, Dominican Republic it will be a very competitive one and where one of those teams that might not be quite up there in terms of um, having all of their talent available for this World Cup 
might be in a very good position to achieve a, a medal game and uh, to compete for the those Olympic slots. And that will certainly be a big battle that we will be witnessing. And so make sure to tune in for our next episode. We'll come out so just a few hours after this one. So we will bring everything that you can expect from the, the next round. Let's then look into the other game of this group uh, B with uh, the top 16 being in play, the game between China and Puerto Rico. The math heading into this game was somewhat simple. Puerto Rico would advance if they win. South Sudan would advance if China wins by 34 or less points and China needed uh, 35 or more points win to advance. And while that uh, probably sounds like a lot, don't forget that the uh, Olympic slots are in line and every win counts. And uh, even if winning by 35 was a tall task for anyone, they certainly should aspire to try to win this game and move to the next stage with some wins. But regardless of that, China wasn't able to find uh, any momentum during this World Cup so far. And it was with a dominant performance that Puerto Rico locked their place on the top 16 with a 107-89 to 89 win, led by no other than the Tremont Waters with 22 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists and 4 steals, while Kyle Anders struggled once again to be involved in the game, shooting only 5 times and then ending the game with 9 points, 3 rebounds and 1 assist on a very disappointing performance i beating myself for not going with my gut on two teams that was in puerto rico in my initial analysis i had them moving into the top 16 they were somewhat disappointing during the preparation games and i, I got lower on them we knew that uh, this will be a very competitive fight but um, i had some concerns regarding their preparation games and that's why i didn't want with them and the other team was with france that uh, as we know is a disappointment and i had so many questions about them but i still rank them on the top six because they have the depth and the experience and uh, they, i guess i deserve that respect regardless but uh, I'm inviting myself for not going with my gut on those ones but we are here to provide good analysis and not just to go with our guts otherwise we wouldn't be doing this podcast for you guys we had predicted that this group B fight for the second place will be fierce and uh, with implications for both Asiatic and African Olympic slots and I guess we can say that we were just right wouldn't you agree do you yeah I mean we both said that all three teams uh, outside of Serbia would have a chance to to advance uh, regardless of who we picked to advance, uh, we acknowledge that uh, all three teams would have a chance. And Puerto Rico, they, they played a hell of a group phase. The, that game against South Sudan was really decisive. And then they were able to, to dominate China. And like you said, Kyle Anderson, uh, throughout the group stage, uh, I agree with you. Uh, I don't think they were able to involve him as much as they should and as much as I believe they would want to. And obviously, the results speak for speak for itself. Like we we obviously agree that Kyle Anderson would have been uh, much more impactful had the game went by him more. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, yeah. So, but this is a great win for Puerto Rico. Obviously, they they advance and they're not going to be a favorite. Obviously, to to play against. Um, Serbia, uh, Dominican Republic, and yeah. uh, Italy. Yeah, so yeah. Dominican Republic and Italy, they were in the same exactly. group as Serbia. Yeah. They, they're not going to be a favorite to play against Italy and Republic, uh, Dominican Republic. Dominican. Yeah, but um, but I think they can be somewhat competitive for, for their standards. And I, I think it's going to be exciting to watch. Uh, Tremont Waters has been playing very good basketball. So I, I think that's always a, a positive point there. 
and China. They're going to be continuing to fight for the Asian slot uh, for the Olympics, and we'll see where they go from here. And they will have a tall task because they will be in a group. It, it will be a very interesting group as well on that front because we will have Angola and South Sudan both fighting for the African Olympic slots, China and Philippines both fighting yeah. for the Olympic slots. That's something we will be tracking. And you were mentioning about Kyle for Anderson, sure. and it, go, it goes both ways. You, you were saying it exactly. It's it's him not being able to step up and provide more, but it's also China not being able to play enough through him and it's always a big question mark with these players that join teams later and we just saw it from China from the preparation games they just didn't show enough cohesion between them to to be able to perform and make the most of their roster they will be theoretically maybe before we started to look into these teams maybe the had the potential to to move into the second stage in this group but as much as we we got to see from them the more and more we were certain that Puerto Rico and South Sudan were superior to China and that shows showed on these games and uh, they clearly didn't do enough to to compete for wins on this stage and let's see if they are able to find some momentum on the second round and I think it will be hard for them to get the Asiatic slot uh, I think that the uh, Philippines playing in front of their fans and the Japan being in a better position they they will give them a run for their money and uh, yeah, I think China I is in trouble you. yeah yeah I agree but uh, let's now look into the group C where United States, Greece, uh, unsurprisingly move into the top 16, but it wasn't that easy. Let's uh, start by looking into the American team that uh, had a game against Jordan that unrolled as expected. United States took care of business and uh, moved into the top 16 undefeated after this 110-62 win. Anthony Edwards showed once again that his athletic ability and talent is too much for lower level teams on this World Cup to deal with and ended the game with uh, 22 points, 8 rebounds and 4 assists, while for Jordan Ronde Hollis-Jefferson had another good uh, showing with uh, 27 and 3, adding 3 steals to it. These were two teams with different goals and just right before I give you the floor, a reminder that we will be previewing United States path to compete for gold, but also Jordan's path to try to fight for the Asiatic slot. Today just wasn't a day for uh, for Jordan to, to try to get one of those wins. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, this is going to be pretty tough for, for them to upset the, the United States, obviously. Um, it was cool to see another good performance by Ronde Hollis-Jefferson, and I'm sure this was a game that he had circled because in his mind, obviously, he believes that he belongs in the in the NBA. And the fact that he was able to compete at a high level against these guys is a pretty positive sign for him. Uh, and then this American team, like, this might be one of the most complete teams we've seen in World Cup recent history. Like, they are so good on both sides of the floor, top to yeah. bottom. Yeah, everybody contributes. Uh, I love that a guy like Josh Hart that was moved into the starting lineup over Brandon Ingram, like, his contributions to winning is just... Incre incredible like the last game he had 11 rebounds today he had 12 so he always gets the job done on, on that end and then obviously everybody Anthony Edwards again was the best player and the leading scorer but everybody just comes off the bench or starts and provides something and that's awesome to see they they were they did a very good job forcing turnovers for Jordan and then they moved the ball they had 29 assists and completely dominated the boards so this has been a very, very fun team to watch. They are, they've been playing at such a high level on both ends of the floor. And I expect that to continue on the next day. And uh, you were speaking about Brandon Ingram. And uh, there were two things that uh, we spoke about before the tournament to start. One of them was uh, 
who was the lead dog of this uh, United States team? And it's clearly Anthony Edwards. And it's funny how the pl- initial plan was to bring him off the bench, uh, Dwayne Wade mm-hmm. style. But uh, he just showed that uh, it's his team. And uh, how Brandon Ingram is also struggling to be the third, fourth option. He really needs to have the ball in his hands to create. And he's struggling to, to adjust into being the, the third, uh, fourth option to be a, a spot-up shooter. The other thing that we spoke about was that one of the obstacles for this team will be the ability to make adjustments. But they are taking care of it. They are doing it. They are adjusting as they need to. Tyrese Alliburton and uh, Austin Reeves are being very important for them. And it's arguable that uh, their best lineup is including those two players, probably with uh, Michael Bridges, with Ant, of course, and uh, with uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. And uh, the the coaching staff that is one of the best in the world and uh, having Spoker and Tylo in, in your coaching staff should be a luxury. And they are being <laughs> able to make the adjustments that they need. And I believe you agree with me on that. And uh, yeah. starting art is just an example of that to try to squeeze more from Ingram and at the same time to just make the team better. But let's move into the, the other game of this group, the game between Greece and New Zealand. This game was a repeat from the last World Cup with Greece beating that time around uh, New Zealand by six points and uh, keeping them outside of the of the top 16. New Zealand came prepared and gave everything that they had, leading the game by as many as 15 points and uh, leading at halftime 43 to 32. The Greek depth, but uh, mostly their second half defensive effort wasn't anything short of impressive. The Greek punch outscored New Zealand 50 to 5. And uh, let's take a moment to recognize how impressive Thomas Walkup is. It is rare to see a guard being able to be such a high-level defensive playmaker as he is, and his IQ and defensive ability was in full display, leading their magnificent defensive effort on the second half. On the other side of the court, we had Lauren Zykes and Papa Petru that show up and step up, and both of them ended with 20 and 27 points respectively and led the way to this victory. For New Zealand, Eli with 27 points and 8 assists and Delaney with 10 points and 14 rebounds left everything that they had on the court and were the faces of a great collective effort by the New Zealand. It was a huge win and a great way for Greece to build some momentum leading into the the, the top 16 round so well they will be trying to compete with uh, Lithuanian Montenegro to, to move into the quarterfinals wouldn't you agree? Yeah for sure uh, I think if at the, at the start I had Greece as a, a slight favorite with um, Montenegro and Lithuania I'm not sure I have them now I think Lithuania has the edge there but uh, I think it's going to be super competitive between those three teams uh, as far as this game goes um, it was very good to see Papa Petro play at this level because I mean, during the year, he kind of had an off year with Partizan, but uh, he showed up today when when his team needed him the most and he played a, a hell of a game. Uh, it was very nice to see New Zealand compete at a, a high level. We, we had predicted that uh, New Zealand would be able to compete until uh, some part of the game, but they competed yeah. the whole way, the whole way. And uh, it took uh, an incredible fourth quarter by Greece to be able to overcome uh, New Zealand. So this was very, very exciting to see. And I think New Zealand now has a chance to be competitive on the next stage, obviously for different goals, of course. But uh, but I think this was very fun and uh, an important win for Greece. But uh, I would be worried if I were them because I think the lack of offensive production, and again, Papa Petro was great today, but uh, I think they, need, uh, they don't have enough firepower to compete with uh, the teams they're going to face next. 
So I would be worried about that part. I absolutely agree with you. And I have picked uh, Lithuania to be the slight favorites as well. Very tiny, tiny margins between all of those teams. But Lithuania has been showing like uh, to be playing at a very high level. And I think that their physicality that they have been showing in this World Cup and has impressed me will give some trouble to, to the Greek team. Uh, the only thing I wonder about is with that game being their next game and uh, Greece coming with such a good momentum at, after this victory, if they can build up on this momentum and that can help them to be even more competitive on that game. I still favor Lithuania, don't get me wrong, but uh, this is something that uh, Greece can try to build on. But let's now look into what happened in the Group F, starting with the game that uh, would guarantee Georgia the second place in the group and their place in the top 16. If uh, we had to predict this game between these two teams, I think this will just be as we would have pictured it. It was a low-scoring and hard-fought game and where Georgia frontcourt size and talent will be too much for Venezuela to overcome, while Venezuela wouldn't back down and uh, would make it as close as they could. And I think that was just on point on a 70-59 to 59 Georgian victory that secured their place on the top 16. For the winner, Toko and Gogo were the top performance with 25-3-3 and three for Chingelia, while Bedadze went at the game with a points and rebounds double-double, adding two steals and two blocks to his stat sheet. I will give you the floor with uh, one of my game notes. Size is something that Venezuela struggles against and talented size is what Georgia has. Yeah, 100%. I think <laughs> that li that literally describes this matchup uh, because when, I, when we were predicting this group and the different matchups, uh, I said that the only chance Cape Verde would have to win a game would be against Venezuela because they lack size and they have Walter Tavares. So for Georgia, it's kind of the same thing. They, they have so many options on the front court and Venezuela doesn't. So I think that was a, a big factor in this game. And when you look at the free throw numbers, uh, Georgia did a great job getting to the line. And I think that has a lot to deal with the lack of size for Venezuela and they struggle on, on the boards. So this was a, I mean, I think Georgia could have played better, obviously, but still the, the goal here was to win the game and to qualify for the top 16 for the first time in their history. So this was a, a very good win for them and we'll see what they do on the next day. Let's then look into the other game of this uh, group that was between Slovenia against Kip Verde, a game where former teammates and leaders of their national countries, Walter Tavares and Luka Doncic, faced each other. The game went as expected with the Slovenia firepower being too much for Kip Verde team and uh, Slovenia won 92-77. This game doesn't have much history about it but i will let you take the lead and let us know what were the main factors that you saw during this uh, game luka Doncic, is that enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it I, is <laughs> I, 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 no i'm joking uh, honestly this was the cape verde was the team that guarded luka Doncic the best uh, out of this group they they were able to to hold him uh, offensively he didn't score much but he did a good job facilitating for others and you had a guy like Prepelic showing up and, and shooting the ball at a high level with 18 points. But uh, overall, I mean, I, I think this was expected to be a blowout by almost everybody. But Cape Verde actually put up a decent fight. And they did a good job, especially against Luka, like I said. But um, yeah, it, it was just expected for Slovenia to win. And they, they qualify undefeated. So I think they're going to have some battles in the next phase. And I'm very, very excited for that. And for Cape Verde, I think they have to 
to focus on the Olympic slot and try to to fight against obviously other teams that will be looking for the same thing like Angola. So uh, I think it's going to be fun, man. Cape Verde had a very good World Cup and they deserve praise for that. And uh, it was good to see Perpolitski end up being the MVP of the game. And uh, that uh, it's important for Slovenia to have those contributions because they will have a very tough matchup against Australia that probably will decide if they move into the quarterfinals. And uh, Luke is very impressive and he certainly can use also some help. Slovenia has capable players and uh, players that uh, make this team very competitive and a very dangerous one. And I'm very excited about that matchup between them and Australia. I think it'll be a very good game that uh, anyone can win. But we will get to that on our next episode. So let's jump into the Group G and start uh, with the game that uh, decided the second place for this group. And Ivory Coast came ready to play. And at halftime, they were trailing by only four points. Again, making the most from their free throw attempts and shooting 15 to 16 during the first 20 minutes. The most impressive factors in the first half were the Ivory Coast offensive execution with good shot selection, leading by uh, leading to 46 points. While for Brazil, Iago dos Santos was just unstoppable with 19 first half points, shooting a perfect 5 out of 5 from deep. Brazil came out of halftime strong and built a 15 points lead with just under 4 minutes to play in the third quarter, but Ivory Coast kept fighting and with a 15-5 to round in the end of the, the third quarter, they cut the deficit to just 5 points, heading into the decisive quarter of the game. A 10-0 to run in the third quarter gave Brazil an 11-point lead with under 2 minutes to play after a great effort from the Ivory Coast to stay in the fight. In the end, Brazil won 89-77, to behind an incredible performance by Iago Sanchez with 24 points, 4 rebounds, 12 assists and 1 steal. Ba was the, the best for the Ivory Coast, with 13 points and 13 rebounds, 2 steals and 2 blocks. Brazil is a deserving top 16 team, but Ivory Coast comes out of this game and uh, of this uh, round with their heads held high and uh, with a legit claim to be a deserving team to be in the mix for the African Olympic slot. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, uh, I agree 100%. Uh, I think they played a, a very good group face and especially this game against Brazil. Uh, I, it was much closer than I expected and I'm guessing much closer than most people expected. They they kept fighting. They, they never gave up. And for Brazil, I mean, the goal here was to just win in advance, of course. Now that they don't have Raul Nero, things are a bit different for them. But Iago uh, Duchamp played a, an amazing game with, like you said, 24 and 12. So I, I like this Brazil team. I think they are very competitive and they play good basketball. So I'm very curious to see how they do in the next phase. And for Ivory Coast, it's just like you said, they got to keep fighting for, for the African slot. And maybe, maybe they can get it. I mean, it's going to be tough. But they're going to be fighting for sure. And I think this game just shows us that. Just a very impressive performance by some of the African teams that uh, I personally didn't expect. But Cote d'Ivoire, uh, Angola, Cape Verde, the South Sudan, I was very high on. But they also have a very good World Cup. And uh, that's very good to see. The basketball is growing in Africa. And the, the teams are performing at a very good level and being very competitive. Let's then move into the last game of the day, the last game of this group as well, between Iran and uh, Spain. Spain won 85-65. to 65. And uh, once again, Spain had a somewhat slow start, but they took over on the second quarter with 27-17, uh, to 17, the second quarter that put them on the lead heading into the halftime. Once again, we just saw Spain being 
dominant and uh, the 32 assists are just an impressive number that they keep having game after game. They keep having different MVPs. This time around was Juancho Hernan Gomez with 21 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal and 2 blocks. And they are just a basketball machine. And we said it on our previews, we can never discount Spain. And once again, they are in a path that allows them to dream, to go far in this competition. I would say that uh, they probably need to be the favorites in the, the next group to alongside Canada to move into the quarterfinals. I'm not totally sold on that. I'm very high on Latvia and I think that Latvia can give them a run for their money and can compete to be the team that makes it to the quarterfinals. But obviously Spain going undefeated into that round puts them in an advantage situation. But I think that game will be a very competitive one and a very interesting one to follow. But Spain is just... Uh, making the most with what they have and Sergio Cariolo is just absolutely incredible isn't him yeah uh, i think i have bad, <laughs> I, I think i have bad news for latvia uh, <laughs> this this spanish team is is legit like in terms of roster and names is not as good as it once was obviously with the gazal brothers and everybody else that they had but uh, they play such good good basketball they share the ball they are very disciplined they play elite defense and and I think obviously Scariolo, one of the best coaches in the world. I think they are so good. It's just the way they play. Like you have these teams who are very good on paper and like in terms of names, but then the product on the court doesn't uh, match that. But then Spain, like they just play so much better than what their their roster and their talent was supposed to be. And even with the this newer generation that's coming in, guys like. Juan Nunes, uh, I think they still they are still able to perform at such a high level. And again, like you said, the, the assist numbers are, are crazy. Game after game, today with 32, they they win the rebounding battle. They like they're elite at every facet of the game. So I'm very excited to see Spain matching up against Canada and Latvia too, of course. But uh, I would agree that Spain and Canada are are the favorites to advance. Yeah, Spain has to be the favorites, but. Uh... Don't count out Latvia, I will tell you that once again. They just play a very good basketball. <laughs> and uh, Luca Banki is also up there in terms of the coaching ranks. Spain is, is just a basketball machine. And they just play at an extremely, extremely, yeah. extremely high level. And uh, yep. they will be crossing likely... Uh, assuming that uh, Canada beats them because Canada is really playing at an impressive level as well. And they have more talent than this Spanish team. But yes. that makes the, them likely... Way, yeah. By the way, I, go ahead, I'm go not ahead. counting out Latvia. I'm not counting out Latvia at all. Uh, I just <laughs> think that I just think it's a bad matchup because I think Spain's physicality and the size that they have, especially with Willy Hernan Gomez, uh, I think that's going to be a, a big difference maker in a matchup against Latvia. Uh, obviously, I give Latvia a chance, but uh, I would strongly consider Spain the favorites. We will get to that on our next yeah. episode. So, <laughs> sure, sure. You guys just 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 got the teaser of the debate that will be ongoing <laughs> on our next episode. Like I was saying, I think that Spain will likely be crossing with Germany in the quarterfinals, and that can be a hell of a game as well. And uh, that would put them on a path to likely f uh, face one of uh, Serbia, Dominican Republic, uh, Italy, Greece, Lithuania, or Montenegro in potential semifinals. Of course, I don't favor them against Germany, but they 
can win Germany. It wouldn't be a surprise. It's possible. It's a possible outcome. And that can make us see Spain once again in the final of the World Cup. So we can really never count them out. This takes us to the end of the first round of the FIBA World Cup and to the end of this episode. In a few hours, we will bring you guys a preview of what to expect from round two. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at E2's EuroLeague to be up to date with everything that happens on the EuroLeague and on the top FIBA events. I will be talking with you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on next episode. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.